Welcome to 104 Days, a Phineas and Ferb companion podcast. I'm Callie. And I'm her dad. And this is episode 61, The Chronicles of Meep. So this is the one where they are repairing an alien spaceship, and then Doofenshmirtz is trying to locate a long-lost toy or balloon. I'm going to just warn you right off the top, I have a lot to say about this episode. So you probably won't hear me a bunch. But uh, this is one of the best episodes in the whole run of the series. A top five for sure. I, I can't, I haven't been able to watch it enough. It's just really good all the way through. Really well put together. Let's start though with the formula. It's an eight. And the things we missed was, oh, there you are, Perry, because they just didn't care, I guess. And Cursey Perry, the platypus. And uh, we had two songs. First was My Ride from Outer Space. Callie's going to sing a little bit of it for us. You're taking my ride from outer space. Ding, 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 ding. At the very end of that song, I like that song a lot, by the way. It'll definitely be on my... Well, I can't say it'll definitely be on my top three. There's been a lot of really good songs here in the last few episodes. But um, at the end of that song, it reminds me of the way he's singing. And again, this is Danny Jacob, the guy who does most of the music for the show. He kind of sounds like the guy from Smash Mouth. You know Smash Mouth? I know that game. No, I don't. Yeah, they're, they're best known for the song All Star. No. If you haven't heard the song All Star? No. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. Never mind. Have you heard that? Yep. Doesn't his voice sound kind of like, uh, you're digging my ride from outer space? Kinda. It kinda does to me anyway. Anyway, not the same guy though, at least as far as I know. And what's the other song, Kelly? The other song is Bangaroo. Now, can you sing that one? No. Battery-powered Bangaroo. I love you, I love you, I love you, Bangaroo. It's a cold. Now you do it. The... No. Okay. Well, that's, that is technically a song, but it's, uh, it's not a, a real song like My Ride from Outer Space. It would be funny if it was an auto-tune, the song. <laughs> that's probably more work than I want to put into this podcast. I'm just saying. To tweak my own voice, I mean. No, no, not that. The actual song. Oh. In auto-tune. Well, let's let's touch briefly on Dr. Doofenshmirtz's plan because it is really the B story in this episode. I mean, it's there, but they spend much more time on Phineas Ferb and Candace. He his narrator is the static electro amplifierinator. Amplifinator. Ampl no. Amplifinator. 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 Okay. And what was that going to do, Callie? It's going to have static electricity and going to take balloons to locate Balloony. Ah, so this is the first appearance of Balloony, who was the subject of a a backstory, an emotionally scarring backstory that basically he interrupted himself and interjected like four separate backstories. He's like, well, this, I spelled like this. Well, that's a different backstory. And that was being raised by ocelots, but that's a different backstory. They do mention the ocelots. I should, I should put that here in my first appearances. Clown children. Clown children. Right? Clown children. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's what he was after. He's going to make people cry. Children and clowns and clown children. So what was balloony, Callie? Tell us about balloony. A balloon. That's it. And uh, he drew a face on it, 
with special long-lasting spray. And so he's going to go track it down. And then I like the part where he says, not to put too fine a point on it, but I, I put that long-lasting spray on him. So he's still around. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's our other first appearance, Callie? Meep. Meep. Is it spelled M-E-E-P? No, it's M-E-A-P. Why would it spell it different? Well, it's spelled meep like heap and leap and... Keep. No, that's, a, that's two E's. It's not spelled <laughs> like keep and seep and peep. Beep. Also, reap, R-E-A-P. It's Meep's brother. Reap. Peep. And who is Meep? An alien. That looks like a sheep and a, and a pig. It looks like a sheep and a pig. No, that's you're thinking of Senor Frog. <laughs> no, I'm, I thought like the little hat looked like a pig hat. Oh, I see. And you... And it looked like his, his like, he had fur like a sheep. Okay. Not his skin. I see. The un the huge underbite he has. Do you know he who he reminds me of? When I was glancing at it, there was a I saw a picture. Uh, like just briefly, he takes his that pink part off that hat off, and then when you just see him without it, and you got that big underbite. Do you know who he reminds me of? No. Homestar Runner. His strong bed. Right? It's him all grown up. Yeah. <laughs> or I guess it looks more like Homsar, because that's the shorter version of Homestar Runner. Homestar Runner, that's an old reference. That's even older than Phineas and Ferb. Yep. Now, I thought it was interesting as we went through the first part of the episode that we see there's a, there's a whole story with Meep. Like, we don't understand why Meep is doing some of the things he's doing, like why he's shooting people with his rainbow beam that comes out of his mouth. Uh, Rainbow vomit. And so the first time I watched it, I thought, well, maybe he's a bad guy, right? But what's actually going on? Why is he doing those things, Callie? Candace said when she replaced Senior Frog with him, right? And Threw Senior Frog in the trash. And she said, your reign of terror is over. And he thought, he's a bad guy. Die. Exactly. And what was it that Candace said that made Meep come over to her side? She said, Busting. Right, uh, that that here on Earth, I'm the one in charge of busting people who do what they're not supposed to do. So he thought police. So he thought here is a here is a perfect person to to work along with. So those are things that you don't pick up on the first time through, but I think you do pick up on more the second time. Yep. All right, let's talk about some of the references in this episode and some of the uh, allusions and callbacks. First of all, the title of the episode within the episode because uh, we're told at the beginning. And I guess let me, let me actually interject and make this comment inside a comment. The guy who says episode 38 more than meeps the eye and the guy at the end, the same guy doing the voiceover yeah. at the end. Do you know, do you recognize that guy? No. So his name is Don LaFontaine. And what he's known for, or what he was known for, he's since passed away, was doing movie trailers. And so there would be, you know, the, the, movie, the studio would cut a trailer together and they'd send it to this guy and he would write a voiceover for it. And it became so almost- So he's basically a voice actor for a trailer. Yes, exactly. And there's a lot of movies from, you know, the, the, the 90s and the, the first, you know, and then the 2000s. I could do a trailer. Boys, Ready? One plate of pizza, 
one man who will win the war. But see, that's that's <laughs> that's good. See, so that's that's a play on the sorts of you trailers. Just have to picture yourself dark and mysterious. That's the sorts of trailers that he did, and he was best known for starting many trailers by saying, "In a world," and that's why at the very end of the episode, after the, the whole the whole preview for the next time is done, he's like, "In a world, there, I said it." You told me about that before, and I just. And now I've told you about it again. So, anyway, he says that the title of this episode of Meep, episode 38, is More Than Meeps the Eye, which is a pun. What's the pun for, Callie? Like, what what, was that a play on? Meats. Yes, More Than Meets the Eye. You know, the thing you eat? No, different kind kind of meat. No, meats. Spelled the same, but with the We have the meats. Dun, dun. No, so more than meets the eye makes me think of Transformers. I don't know if that was a specific reference to Transformers or not, but that's what I thought of. We had, uh, let's see, one, two, three, three callbacks that I noticed. Three. Callie, three callbacks that I noticed. <laughs> what were the three callbacks? Well, early on, both, uh, or Candace was talking about somebody that had a bangaroo, and then we saw that poster in... Stacy's room. The singer. From the Bettys. I think it was the drummer from the Bettys, wasn't it? No, it was the singer. Okay, the singer from the Bettys. So a reference to the Bettys. The other two came when Ferb was riding in his in the tricked out spaceship. Vanessa. What about Vanessa? She was shopping. But what what about what was about the way she was looking at Ferb? What did you think? Like she was kind of looking after he went that by. That she's sixteen and he's like ten? No, I think we're supposed to think he's older than that. But he, like he tipped his his glasses down and he said, "You're digging my ride from outer space." This is another aspect of the of the Vanessa and Ferb pairing. Right? Uh, we first saw it when Ferb went to get the blueprints and got the wrong blueprints, and now this is a second time that we're seeing it. Uh, but though the other thing, where did Ferb go as part of his trip through space? The bar. Yeah, the Shooting Star Milkshake Bar. So he returned there. Those were your callbacks. Now, there were a couple other references that I wanted to mention. First, the part where Candace and Meep were riding on a bike, which had the, the, the baseball in the spire and the spoke so that it, that's how they were being able to fly through the air. Uh, what was that an allusion to, a reference to, riding a bike up into the sky? E.T., and then the music there was sort of ET-ish. Uh, yes, E.T. E.T. you don't. A thing I have not heard about. E.T. you don't know, huh? No. Here, you want to see him? Talk about cute. Oh, man, you're going to love the way this guy looks. <laughs> I don't trust you. Hold on. There, look at that guy. Look how cute he is. How about this one? <laughs> and then he said he said et phone home see but look here's the part where they're riding on the bicycle uh, okay well that's, that's what the, cool. okay that was a reference to that so then the other reference is when dr doofenshmirtz is rubbing his his suit up his shocking suit and he he's, he's just about ready to go and then he's just about ready to to apply the charge, and what does he do? He says, do-do-do-do-do-do. 
charge. Da 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 da. Charge. Ah. Uh, and he's supposed to say charge, and he grabs the the handles, and then uh, he gets a charge for sure. There is one other very notable set of references that I will get to in a little bit. Let's see a couple other things. Tell us about the running gag with Isabella, Callie. She kept hinting. Oh, the, the reason it's not the cute thingamabob isn't working is because of some unknown substance or whatever. And just how dismissive Phineas was the whole time when he's like, well, the, the cute tracker is, isn't working. And then she says, are you sure there's nothing or no one that's more? And you sure an act all cute? Or what is that word I wrote? Adorable. More adorable. And Phineas is like, nope, not a chance. For shook his head, nope. And then a little later on, he's saying he's having some trouble. And she says, oh, that's probably me. Sorry. He goes, nope. And then she says, I still have to get my you wouldn't recognize cute if it bit your legs off accomplishment patch. And Phineas says, cool. And he says, I keep getting some kind of cute interference. And she says, it's me. I'm endangering the mission. He goes, nope, it's cleared up. And then he says, I I keep getting this weird, cute interference from somewhere. And then apparently I wrote down some foreign language here. <laughs> so anyway, she makes another comment right there. And then when, he, when she finally says, you know, asks him like, why, why aren't you taking into account my cuteness? He's like, don't be silly, Isabella. I took into account your cuteness and adjusted the cute meter setting accordingly from the beginning. It would have been more funny I said to Dad. Phineas would say, Isabella, don't be silly. You're not cute. Now let's go find Meep. <laughs> that would have been funny, but it wouldn't have been very nice. It's hysterical. Now, I wrote down about, aside from these things I've already mentioned, I wrote down about 15 to 18 more things that I thought were funny. I wrote down 15. And had to cut them down to five. But I did want to mention some honorable mention short ones that are usable in other situations. So I've got four of them. There's a part where he says that you're going to be my prisoners. And Phineas says, nah, that's cool. Tonight's taco night at home. I've said that a bunch. And then when Candace gives a brief rundown of what's going on and Meep gives her a look. What does she say? I agree. Crazy. And then shortly after that, he uh, she gets distracted because he pulls out the he pulled out the picture. Phineas and Ferb. Your dad. Oh wait, no. The criminal. The criminal. Hey, by the way, where do you keep all these pictures? And then I could just put your Buford say, "I'll never tell." I'll never tell. And then Meep does this thing with his his two fingers, his eyes to her eyes. She's like, right, stay focused. I've definitely used that a bunch, right? You've seen me do that before. You've not seen me do this? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, previous to right now. Oh, no. I definitely have. And then the fourth thing is, I wonder if Meep's okay. No, no, he isn't. <laughs> Those are all good. So uh, I think it's about time, since we're at the 20-minute mark of our recording session, that um, you know we get to our top three. Except it's not top three, it's... Five. Top five, because it's a double. But in my case, I really could not narrow it down to five. So I'm going to start with my number six. They ask the bad guy what his name is. He goes, I'm known by many names throughout the universe. Well, just two, really. Mitch and some of the guys call me B. 
Big Mitch. That's mm-hmm. it. I thought it was funny. My Mitch, number- Mitch is a funny character in general, I got to say. I really enjoyed the character of Mitch. My number five is... Um, I was the thing they threw, like, his backstory. <laughs> you know, like, when you're getting the guy dunked into the water, the one of the, yeah, and you throw something at the target and he gets dumped in? That's what, um, Doofus Rich was. <laughs> Definitely funny. But it didn't make my top, like, 18. And yet, <laughs> it would have been the funniest thing in many other episodes. My number five, when uh, Candace made the save with the baseball thing, and it was really dramatic. And she's like, strike three. You are out. They're and, out. And Phineas, and Phineas says, wow. Whatever happened to strike two? There wasn't a strike two. Strike one was when she stepped on the thing and broke some window a few houses down. My number four is at the beginning of the episode when Phineas was, I'm turning into you. Phineas. Perry. Dot Major Monogram. <laughs> so, Perry's getting his mission from Major Monogram, and he has, like, his hands behind his back. Oh, yeah, so that whole scene. And Carl's was, was, like, controlling so his hands. That whole scene was, was pretty funny. But, again, like, it just got overwhelmed by all the other great stuff in this episode. And the Major Monogram says, he's this, he is this bad. My number four is when Candace discovers Meep. And uh, she's like, oh, you have a bangaroo. And he goes, meep. And she says, he talks. And Phineas says, well, more than furb. But meep is pretty much the only thing he says. Just the more than furb part was funny. Meep. My number three is is when Phineas says, I have a good feeling. I got a good feeling about this. When they're going up to the alien um, spaceship headquarters, right? And he's like, I have a good feeling about this. And actually brings us to Ferb's two lines. Let me let me piggyback off of that because that is one of ten lines in this episode that were a Star Wars reference that I picked up, at least. It started with Isabella when she said, I'm endangering the mission. I shouldn't have come. That's something from that's a line from Star Wars. Phineas not only said the line that Callie just did, but also we're caught in some kind of tractor beam, which from the original Star Wars. Um, and then most of them were from Mitch. He said, I have you now. And then a little later, later on, he said, I've got you now. Variations on a theme. And let's be clear. I am not yes. your father. Right. So that's not an exact quote, obviously, but it's a play on Darth Vader's I am your father quote. Oh, wait. Spoiler. That's fine. He said, so we meet again, and also all too easy. Plus, when he said, I'll deal with them later, that's very similar to the line that Vader said in the first movie, I'll deal with them myself. And then there was Ferb's line that was from, that was a a variation. That's no cloud. That's a space station. Which uh, the actual line is, that's not a moon. That's a space station. But overwhelming amount of Star Wars references. The only way that could, really the only way you could have had more references to Star Wars would have been to have a a whole episode be like a Phineas and Ferb Star Wars special or something. Spoiler. Is that a thing? Oh. (laughs) Oh, you know who I I never mentioned? You know who did the voice for Meep? Lorenzo Lamas. Just another 
another star from a 1980s TV show. They even said it right at the beginning with Lorenzo Lamas as Meep. My number three. That's getting paid to say the word Meep. My number three. Well, no, he also did the part where he yeah, was I know, I know, I know. talking with the Universal Mustache Translator. I know, but those are only like a few lines. Well, Meep was a lot less than that. Oh, speaking of Meep, speaking of the line Meep, I took this. I took this audio when Meep and Perry had a little, a little run in together, and that was really amusing because it went kind of like this. Meep. Meep. All right, so my number three is when uh, Perry first busts in on Dr. Doofenshmirtz and Dr. Doofenshmirtz is saying, why it, Why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? Why is he listing questions I might ask him? That was funny. My number two? Sure. Okay. My number two is when Doofenshmirtz shows his outfit, shocky, socky, suity. Okay. My number two is... When uh, Isabella is still having this crisis about not being considered cute by Phineas. And she says, Phineas, what is cute anyway? And he says, I can't define cute. I just know it when I pick it up on my cuteness meter. (laughs) Because what do you expect him to say? I can't define cute. I just know it when I see it. Oh. But he doesn't. He says, I know it when I pick it up on my cuteness meter. It's just funny because then you can now picture like them being at a zoo and then seeing a baby animal and being like, that's so cute. And then Phineas like reaching it to his pocket being like, hold on, gets the cute meter and and looks at it. It says, yeah, it's cute. All right. (laughs) Yeah, that's basically how that would go, I think. All right, Callie. Well, we're down to the number ones. My number one is when... No, wait, Doofus Merch opens a closet in the spaceship and shows Balloony is in there. And he's, and then they're proving to each other, like, this is my best friend, and this is my best friend. And then he shows, um, Heinz written on the balloon, and then Mitch says, that's a birthmark. It's a balloon, you idiot! <laughs> it is a balloon. You can get another one. Yeah, that was my number seven. My number one is. Back to the conversation between Candace and Meep, uh, right after he told her to focus, he took a hold of the the invention that Phineas and Ferb had from the beginning, which, which they could control the baseball. And he's trying to show, like, look, we can use the baseball to fly it around. And she's like, oh, I get it. Okay. You're trying to tell me something. <laughs> what? What? Oh, I get it. <laughs> You're trying to tell me something. <laughs> well, Callie, this may be our longest episode ever. It may, by the time, even by the time we edit it, it might still be longer than our Squirrels in My Pants episode with Tio. But that's okay because this is a fantastic episode. Uh, best one we've had yet uh, in our current watching, in my opinion, of course, in my opinion. I didn't even mention, I meant to, the... Uh, the, the closing credits, which again, if you didn't watch the closing credits, always watch the closing credits. This time, it was this really cool, exciting preview for the next episode of The Chronicles of Meep. That's what I actually have a story for. Meepless in Seattle. I have a, a story. Which is a reference to what? Meepless in Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, okay. The movie. Okay, what's your story, Kelly? Whenever, before everything happened, me, 
and dad and our bro- my brother went to watch it. Cars, the movie. At the end of the movie, I'm like, okay, done, let's go. And then dad's like, hold up, let's watch the credits. Make sure there's not anything we're gonna miss. Everyone's leaving and we're still sitting in our seats watching the credits. Not making fun of you if you think I am. No, it's, that's what I do. I've done that forever. Yeah. Like I remember when we went to watch Mission Impossible in the theater, my wife and I, uh, when it first came out and... You know, when I went to, the, went to the closing credits, I'm like, yeah, I just wanted to listen to the music. Mainly, I just like to listen to the music, and it's just like, it feels like it's part of the experience. Uh, then, of course, many years later, Marvel came along when they made their movies and started actually dropping scenes into the movie, into the credits. But I was watching credits long before then. Callie is nodding sagely. <laughs> Well, uh, that does bring us to the end of the episode. And Callie, if somebody was able to locate something other than the 10 Star Wars lines that I located, how might they notify me of that? Meep! (laughs) Um, Yes, I see exactly what you mean. But maybe put on your universal mustache translator and then they'll understand what you mean. Gallaterdad at gmail.com That is correct. We did have a second Ferb line. It was actually right before the, the line about that's no cloud, that's a space station, when Phineas said, is this a tractor beam? And then Ferb said this. Well, it occurs to me that perhaps not all of the modifications I made are technically street legal. 